welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at a 101 level. So if you've ever wondered what the law of attraction is, or what crystals do, or the chakras, or anything like that, what an alkaline body is, then this podcast is for you, and the universe led you here for a reason. So thank you for joining me. I am coming to you from the Eaton Workshop in Washington, D.C. My name is Michelle Schoenfeld, and I am a master energy healer, reformed couture-aholic, and just a wellness expert on all things at a 101 level. So the reason I'm repeating that part twice today is that I teased quite a bit about doing um, a podcast on alkaline bodies. And today we're going to actually do that. So I want to make it very clear that I am not a physician at all. I have zero formal medical training when it comes to this kind of thing. But what I do have is a lot of experience in the wellness industry. Um, For those of you who've been listening to me for a long time, I've spent 10 years in the pharmaceutical industry. I spent another 10 years running um, a medical spa. But I now am a wellness expert and consultant, and I work with the Life Co. in Bodrum, Turkey, and I do commentary on TV and go over a lot of stuff that has to do with wellness. And the difference between, and actually I should say well-being, the difference between wellness really and well-being is that well-being is your whole body, soul, mind. It's everything. It's taking care of what you put on your skin, what you put in your body, and the energy around you. So when I say I'm an energy healer, I do have you know all my certifications, which we can kind of laugh about, because really, um, a, a true energy healer, it's something that's innate. It's how we're born. I am an intuitive as well, but I really, my favorite thing is to teach you how to heal yourself. And we all have the ability to heal ourselves. Um, look at the placebo effect. Again, I've talked about that a lot on the show as well, is that in a placebo group, so basically anytime a pharmaceutical comes to market, they break it into two different groups, sometimes more, but for clinical trials. And once that, you know, initially they have the molecule and then they will test it in the lab and they start testing it on animals, very often rats. Um, and then it'll go into humans, stage two, stage three clinical trials. And when they do the stage three clinical trials, they'll give half the group of people the drug, the medication, and half the group will get a placebo, which is a sugar pill. And there's always a high number, or at least a remarkable, significantly, uh, statistically significant number of people will get better in the placebo group because they think they're gonna get better. So sometimes it's 20%, 15%, but sometimes it's as high as 50 or 60% of the people will get better because they think they're getting medication and they're getting nothing. So that's just a really simple example of how the body has the ability to heal. And I love helping people with that. I love help teaching it at an energy level. So anyway, I'm digressing way too much. I'm really, really excited as we go into the holidays to talk finally about plant-based diets and alkaline bodies. So this podcast today, I don't have a guest because I really wanted to cover a lot of information. And um, it came from a question. And I am uh, vegan. And the worst part about being vegan actually is the name vegan. (laughs) Because it very often elicits a visceral response in people. And 
very often again, the first question I'll get asked is, well, where do you get your protein from? <laughs> and I wanna say, okay, well, look at, you know, elephants, cows, gorillas, the biggest mammals, elephants in, in our planet, on our planet, and they're all plant-based. They have a plant-based diet. And you're like, okay, well, they're designed for that and we're not. Well, who's to say that we're not, right? Uh, you know, it's really based on old um, research done in the 1800s before they could look at what people really ate based on like their bones and their teeth. And all that was really left at these sites when they were excavating was weapons that were used and bones that were used for animals. But the truth is now that they can do more um, scientific studies and testing, they're finding that a lot of early humans actually had a plant-based diet. And that is gonna tie me in to um, pretty much everything we're gonna talk about today. So this is not gonna be a podcast about um, politics, and we're not gonna really talk about the mistreatment of animals, because I really wanna keep this not part of the political side of being plant-based, but the health side, the wellness side, the well-being side, and today is Wednesday. For those of you who are listening later, disregard that. But I am part of the Wellness Wednesday program here at Eaton. And so I thought, how perfect. We do a lot of spirituality here. Um, and today I really wanted to focus on something that was more physical. And that is going to be about how to keep our body healthy. Uh, again, a lot of you know that I had cancer. I had stage three breast cancer and I was terrified. I did a lot of traditional treatment. I had surgeries. I did do chemo and radiation. And then through my research, through my wellness journey, started looking at all the alternative treatments that are out there. And there's some really, really good ones. I went off my medication. Again, I'm not suggesting this for anyone. We all have to make our own decisions. Do your research. Don't make decisions based on fear, of course, but do your research and do what feels right to you, what feels like the right thing to do, consistent, authentic, because at the end of the day, you have to live with your decision and it's really on you. So don't be afraid by anything that goes on the media or doctors or anything that you read. Just take it all in, see what feels right, and then make your decisions. So <laughs> back to me going off my medication. I went off the medication. I was supposed to be on it for 10 years. My doctor looked right at me. She didn't have a great bedside manner, to be honest and said, you have a one in four chance of your particular cancer coming back in the next five years. And if you go off this medication, I can almost guarantee that I will be seeing you here back in my office in the next five years. Do not go off this medication. <laughs> and I still did, I did. I did my research. For me, it felt like it wasn't worth it. Um, the particular medication I was being prescribed had a black box warning against um, cervical cancer. And it made me feel foggy. I gained some weight. My hair started falling out. But mostly, I just didn't feel good. I always felt like I was in a fog. And with everything I'd been through and this new lease on life, the last thing I wanted was to feel like I was in a fog again. So I started doing a lot of research on what really does work. I looked at the Hoxie Clinic. Uh, it used to be in California. Now it's in Mexico. I looked at some clinics in the UK. I came across the Life Co., which is in Phuket. And of course, you guys know I work for the one in Bodrum now. But the one in Phuket is really focused on the cancer care. And what the one thing that all these clinics and centers really have in common is plant-based diet and getting your body as alkaline as possible. So I wanna get that out of the way right up front. 
what does it mean when people say of an alkaline body, right? There's a lot right now in, um, in media and marketing about alkaline water and about eating your green veggies and doing everything you can to keep your body alkaline, knowing that it's virtually impossible to have an alkaline body if you have any kind of animal products at all. But as much as I do believe in that, and I chose to go plant-based for my health, there is a little misleading. So I wanna clear that up. Um, basically, alkalinity just refers to pH. And a good pH for our body is about 3 point, I'm sorry, 7.36. So we can just round that up to 7.4 to make it easy. That's kind of the average healthy pH we want our body to be. Now, our stomach is always a little acidic because that's how it digests food. But our blood um, is pretty tightly regulated with an alkaline pH. So yes, we can affect our body to some degree with what we eat as far as the alkalinity goes but we really can't affect it the way we think we can. And the reason I'm saying that is not to discourage you for going plant-based because I'm a hundred, I'm a thousand percent in favor for it. And we'll get to that uh, in a few minutes. But I also want to be fair balance. It's not that we're making our entire body alkaline. We're just helping it. We're helping it to be healthy. We're helping to reduce inflammation. Pretty much all diseases and illnesses um, stem from inflammation and doing everything we can to help support cell turnover and um, just healthy function of our organs, of blood flow, of our insulin, uh, all of that, kind of the way we metabolize our food. So again, alkaline refers to pH. And yes, it's great to have an alkaline um, diet and it's great to drink alkaline water, but that's not the whole picture. So I don't want you thinking that if you do that, that's all you need to do. Um, there, there's a lot out there in the cancer world, which I am part of, that says, you know, 100% of the people with cancer have acidic bodies. Well, they are off. That part is true. It doesn't mean if you're acidic, you're going to get cancer and that people with an alkaline body don't get cancer. Well, that can be true too, but really they're doing this in a Petri dish. And although we can extrapolate it to some degree, we want to look at the big picture and there's so much more to it. And that's where it comes in to the plant-based diet. So when I'm using plant-based because Again, when we say vegan, a lot of times, like people shut down, they just stop listening because they are hearing that vegans are um, extreme, they're political, they're gonna throw paint on your fur coat, um, you know, they're not showering, they're angsty and judgmental. Unfortunately, there's so much negative connotation around vegans, and that's really not the case. Um, in fact, I don't even know why it's called vegan versus like vegetarian should be vegan. Vegetarian literally means veggies. <laughs> so I feel like vegans really are vegetarians. Vegetarian doesn't say anything about eating animal products, but that's a whole other story. I'm digressing. We'll stick to the plant-based for now. And I want to encourage all of you out there who are listening, if you're at all interested in this, go watch the movie on Netflix right now called Game Changers. And it really is a game changer. I know there's a lot of things out there that are kind of propaganda driven or they're really extreme. They're there for the shock value. This is not one of those movies. It is very well produced. It's produced by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Lee. And it follows the story of a very high level professional athlete who's getting older and hurt um, himself, damaged his knees, and started looking at alternative ways of healing to get his strength back and found all this really great facts that he really didn't want to believe. Like, you know, they say men eat meat and we need meat for strong muscles and we, we need meat for our protein and to be healthy. 
And it's actually the opposite. It really is the opposite effect on our body. So go and watch this movie. It really lays out the science behind it at a very easy to follow um, 101 level. It interviews um, some really well-known, respectable doctors, team doctors for like the Rams and the Cardinals. Um, some examples, uh, you know, that just not to give away the whole movie, but I really do want to talk about it for those of you who aren't going to watch it. <laughs> um, how it kind of started is they, you know, he found that gladiators, right? They they earth unearth these bones of these gladiators in Ephesus, which is this area of Turkey, and there's over five thousand bones they're able to analyze, and what they found is that the bones of these gladiators, who are the strongest, their bodies were built for this, they're professional fighters, had a plant-based diet, beans and barley, basically is what they determined they ate. And then he started looking at all the other things. Um, they interview professional athletes. They interview Olympic athletes. Oh my goodness! There's um, this woman who, you know, she's an Olympic cyclist and was getting ready to retire. Didn't think she could make it anymore, and switched over to a plant-based diet, and then won a gold medal at the age of 39. Um, we have Morgan Mitchell, uh, again Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, Carl Lewis. Um, there's so many. Uh, athletes out there who have performed at a high level and then switched over to plant-based diet to do even better. Um, Kendrick Ferris, the weightlifter, like one of the strongest people in the world. Um, and there's just so many really, really great stories of people who've totally transformed their body into being stronger and healthier, having better blood flow, having more energy from a plant-based diet. And when they look at uh, people who eat meat, dairy, eggs, whatever, and then they'll take somebody else who is has a plant-based diet and analyze their blood and analyze their protein levels, the people who have a plant-based diet usually exceed the protein allowance by about 70%. So, but I'm not saying that that is always that easy, but like, just to give you an idea, um, a thousand calories of steak, like a really good organic farm, uh, you know, grass-fed lean steak, a hundred calorie bite has six grams of protein. A hundred calories of broccoli has 11 grams of protein. Of protein. That's just broccoli. You get it in spinach. You get it in beans. There's so many different, you know, peanut butter, avocados. There's so many sources of protein out there that you wouldn't expect. And what's great is it's not broken down. I mean, the protein in meat is actually coming from plants. If you look at the a, a cow or a pig, they are eating the plants and the protein, and then we're eating the flesh. I, it's hard for me to even say, sorry for the pause, because now I've been <laughs> plant-based long enough that kind of grosses me out. They're just the intermediator. But it's broken down in a way that our body doesn't really know what to do with in a way that's healthy. We get coronary artery disease. We get inflammation, all these problems that weight gain, increased cortisol production, which is the stress hormone, um, high blood pressure. All these things come from eating the animal protein that we don't get from eating plant protein. So really animals are just kind of, um, they're just kind of the intermediary between us and the protein that we actually need. And not to mention that, I was reading a statistic that I really loved, is that animals consume six times more protein than they produce. So you're not even like just environmentally 
or health for your body, the amount of protein that animals have to eat just to produce the small amount that we're getting from it is really not worth it. The idea that we getting meat, you know, having meat is protein is really a lot of propaganda. Is propaganda that by the meat industry, the cattle industry that's going back, you know, over a hundred years. And it's okay, like, you know, the information's coming out now. We're learning about it, which is great. Um, look at the tobacco industry, right? Like they used to have commercials with doctors, with athletes, like the best thing after a run is a cigarette or there's an advertisement uh, for camel. I think it was like four out of five doctors prefer camel. Like it's just ludicrous how far we've come with um, with tobacco. And, you know, we also obviously know what alcohol does and meat, I believe, is just kind of the next step. So when we hear about having an alkaline body and we hear about being plant based, um, it's really important to know the information. And so this all started from a question that I get all the time. Where do you get your protein? And I'm like, I get it from everything. My refrigerator looks like a rainbow. It's all the different um, fruits and vegetables. And I really don't pay that much attention to what I eat as long as I'm eating a variety because I know I'm getting enough protein. That said, I do eat a good amount of quinoa and beans and avocado. So I'm getting some healthy fats. I'm getting my carbs. Carbs are important. I do gluten-free as well, um, and that's something kind of new to be honest, but I wasn't always. I, I definitely ate whole grains in addition to a wide variety of fruits and vegetables. Um, so it really isn't as hard as you would think. Like, give it a try. Even if you just try once a week, like Meatless Monday, I'm sure a lot of you listening have seen that. There's a lot of restaurants, the Bibimbap, um, uh, Hip City Veg, um, there's so many different, like kind of fast food places now that are popping up that are having meatless options. I mean, Burger King is a great example. I don't like that example because the impossible burger is really not healthy. Um, but at least they do have a meatless option. Dunkin' Donuts even has it now as well. Um, and it's funny because sometimes people say, well, how do you keep weight on? I, I had dinner with a girlfriend a couple nights ago. And first thing again, she asks is, how do you get your protein? <laughs> and I'm like, what I just said, I eat a lot of beans and quinoa and broccoli and I love my vegetables. And then she said, well, how do you keep weight on? How are you not just like so skinny? And I am thin by nature, but I gain weight. And I say, look, girl, like Oreos and French fries are vegan as well. And there's nothing healthy about those. In fact, the first time um, I've been vegetarian off and on almost my whole life. I've also eaten meat a lot during my life. And about 10 years ago, I went vegan the first time I went vegan. And I did it for about a year. And I loved it. I felt very empowered. I felt very healthy. The first three months were amazing energy. I was never tired. Um, I just felt like I could see better. I felt happier. And all of that has been scientifically proven to be true. We do produce more serotonin. We have less cortisol. We do have more energy. We sleep better because our body doesn't have to break down the meat and deal with the toxins. But that was just personally a study of one, how I felt. Then the next three months were like, okay, kind of normal, you know? And then towards the end of the year, I started being really tired, really kind of lethargic. My skin didn't look great. And initially it looked awesome because one of the worst things we can do for our skin is dairy products, eczema, acne, like that has nothing to do with plant-based diet. It's just dairy is really, really bad for our skin. So of course I looked great initially, but now going towards the end of the year, I was so tired all the time and just, like I said, didn't feel great. And what happened? I worked with a dietitian 
analyzed my diet, kept a journal of everything I was eating. I was substituting so much with soy. I was eating soy yogurt, soy cheese, soy meat. Um, everything I ate was soy. And you might think, oh, right, we're not supposed to have soy, or maybe that's why you got your breast cancer. I'll go into that in a minute because it's that's not necessarily true. But the problem with so much soy is that a lot of it is not really food grade. A lot of it is not, um, our body doesn't break it down the right way. It's not a healthy thing to have. A little soy, you don't have your adamame or a little like organic tofu or something. That's great. That's good protein. It's in moderation. But I was eating so much soy and not getting the proper amount of vegetables and grains and, um, and beans and stuff like that. So the next time I went vegan, because of my cancer, of course, and healing and caring, um, I, this was about three and a half years ago, I was much more careful. And actually coming off the breast cancer, I really stayed away from all soy because I really didn't feel like the research was definitive. One minute they're saying it's okay, the next minute they're saying don't eat it because the estrogen. Um, they would tell bodybuilders don't eat it because it can interfere with your testosterone. Then more studies came out the last couple of years saying no, actually it's okay. Um, and so just to kind of give you an update on that, soy actually is okay. Now again, it's not all created equal, so you have to really pay attention to the quality of the soy that you're eating. But in general, say you're having a high quality good soy. The estrogen in soy is actually um, phytoestrogen. That is very different than the typical estrogen we think of. So phytoestrogen actually mimics estrogen and has the opposite effect. So there really is not the negative effect. Don't worry if about breast cancer. Don't worry about other cancers because of phytoestrogen. That's not going to be the cause of it. You're going to be fine. <laughs> and for those guys out there, it's not going to affect your testosterone at all. There's been a lot of studies on that. So go ahead and do your research. Again, this is a 101 level, so I'm not going to provide every study out there that I've read about and that I've used for the podcast or just for life in general, but they're there and they're not that hard to find. Um, so just go ahead and put it in there. Uh, put um, any of the things we're talking about. Go ahead and just put it in Google and it will pop up. There's so much information out right now. It's a really wonderful time that we are living in. And also, since we're talking about the guys, not only does it improve your muscles, make you be stronger and more definition, but it's also good for your sexual health. And again, um, I will refer to Game Changers. So go watch that movie, Game Changers, and I'll let that be like a little teaser for you to go watch. Um, the other thing about estrogen is that you get so much more in milk and chicken and eggs. You get the wrong kind of estrogen, the kind that you don't want. Not to mention that a lot of um, the meat we eat has, even if you're getting free range or organic, a lot of times there's still an issue with antibiotics. There's still an issue um, with the different things they eat and how our body, our stomach acid breaks down the meat. Um, even if it's the healthiest meat, it will still clog your blood with the fat. It will increase body fat. It will still lower your energy level. It will increase inflammation, which again, as we said, you know, arthritis, cancer, pretty much everything negative comes from inflammation. Um, but really weight gain and energy level, that was enough for me. Never mind even all the disease stuff um, to keep me on a plant-based diet because I am now in remission, I'm happy to say, <laughs> but also very happy with my plant-based diet. 
And whenever I do start feeling low energy or I don't feel so great, I definitely get sick a lot less um, and I'm immunocompromised from my chemo. Whenever I'm not feeling great, I kind of analyze my diet to look and see where I'm missing. And because like I said, French fries and Oreos are vegan. <laughs> so when I get lazy, when you get lazy in your diet, that's when you know you don't have the right balance that you need because really everything is about balance. So um, I really hope that I've given you guys enough. I know that that is so much. And um, you know, even iceberg lettuce has more antioxidants in it than most of the meat out there. Um, actually, even salmon. Iceberg lettuce, which has almost no nutritional value, still has more antioxidants than a piece of salmon. There's so much information out there. I really encourage you guys to just try to go Meatless Monday. Try it. Um, there's a big movement for January to go um, completely meat-free for January. So if you're one of those people who's choosing not to drink, um, maybe you want to add in going meatless as well, or just no plant, I mean, no animal products in general, no eggs, no meat, no anything. And just see for yourself, see how much energy you get, see the weight that you drop, see how you just feel like brighter and happier. Um, there's so many options out there now that make it really, really easy to do it. You're not depriving yourself. It's really great. Um, I have a friend and keep in mind, like I said, balance. I have a, a friend, Gabe, who is a wellness expert and trainer. He goes around the world speaking. He's based in Thailand, but mostly in Europe. And he, um, he calls himself a flexitarian. And the reason I bring that up is again, is balance. So for me, I never deviate from meat. I just can't imagine eating anything that was alive at this point. Um, I have no, I just can't, it makes me nauseous. But I also, if I'm going to somebody's house for dinner and they don't know, and there's like a pasta, if there's meat in it, I'm not going to eat it. I'll be honest, but I might have some plain pasta and have whatever else is around. I don't make a big deal about it. Half the pasta has egg in it and half doesn't. It's kind of a don't ask, don't tell. Like I'm not so strict. There's definitely times, you know, I'm out, um, and, or like, again, it's at somebody's house or you're at a social event where it would be almost, um, rude, you know? For me, my flexitarian jumps in where I will pick around cheese. If there's cheese on a salad, I'll brush it off to the side. I don't like have a panic attack if a little bit of cheese touches my food. That's my way of being a flexitarian. Um, the, my friend Gabe says that he will occasionally have a little bit of fish or seafood. Occasionally, he might have something that has an egg in it. He doesn't, um, he just goes over the overall uh health and wellness benefits of a plant-based diet. He's not doing it for political reasons or really environmental reasons. For me, I'll be honest, <laughs> I'm wearing a shirt right now that says, eat veggies, not friends. And it has a little cow, a little chicken, a little pig on it. I have been vegan long enough now that I really can't imagine ever eating an animal again. You know, milk, the dairy industry, the poor animals, um, you know, a lot of the cows get mastitis. It's very painful. They're forced to lactate their whole entire life. And when they can't, they're killed. They have babies, so they can lactate. And those babies are usually kept in little pens like a dog cage where they're not allowed to walk and they don't feed them because they don't want them to get strong muscles so they can be killed and used for veal so it's more tender. There's so many examples of animals crying um, fur. A lot of animals are skinned alive. Um, and the reason they're skinned alive is because when they're killed, they produce a hormone that makes them shed their fur. If you are out there, if you're a pet lover, you have a dog or a cat, you take them to the vet, they get scared. Notice they start shedding a lot because when they get afraid, they produce a hormone that makes them shed. It's supposed to help them get away. 
Um, but when animals are killed, they produce the same thing. So a lot of times, unfortunately, animals are skinned alive for their fur. Um, not to mention environmental effects. You know, just the greenhouse gas emission and global warming and so much more comes from the cattle industry than comes from all the cars and buses and trains and boats combined. There's more pollution that comes just from the cattle industry around the world. Um, again, not to mention water. You know, in the United States, we're very lucky. A lot of Europe, we're very lucky that water is not an issue. But for most of the developing world, water is a really big issue. And it takes significantly more um, water to feed a cow or just to take care of a cow compared to um, for a human or for a plant, or I'm saying. So like if you're growing crops, it's just astronomical, the difference. It's, I, I can't even, I, I just can't even um, go into how much it is. Um, you know, a one pound of meat takes 1,850 gallons of water to produce one pound of meat. And one pound of veggies takes 39. So it's kind of a no-brainer for the rest of the world. But anyway, I said I wasn't going to be political. <laughs> and I really don't want to be because it's not about that. I don't judge other people. Um, well, maybe a little bit, but not on purpose. <laughs> when I see them walking in their fur, or they have leather. That's not what it's about for me. It's really about a personal decision to keep my body healthy. It is good for the environment. But really, I want to live a long life. And I want to feel youthful and energetic. And I want to be happy and I want to do the best I can for my body. So it's plant-based. The science is there. It is proven. Um, I could go on and on. So if you have your questions, send them in to me because I really believe that strongly that this is the right way to go. It's the right thing to do for our, our children, our children's ch children, the future of the planet. Our teeth were made for it. Our colon is made for it. Our whole bodies are really made to digest plants, not to digest meat. I want my parents to live a long time. I want my friends to live a long time. I want all of you out there listening to live as long as you can, free from disease, it is at least as free as we can be. It, free from cancer and diabetes and heart disease and arthritis and all those yucky things that come from inflammation. Because this is easy. It's so easy. And you can do it yourself. You're in control. So um, that is a wrap for today. I know it was a little bit more of a rant again. I hope you guys still enjoyed it. Thank you for being there with me. I really do um, love talking about chakras and, and crystals and the law of attraction is my favorite thing ever. But I felt like it was important to talk about plant-based today to encourage you to all go out there. Um, one of the best books out there is called The China Study. If you read it before and it didn't sink in, read it again. There's a revised edition. Um, it's great. Again, it's called The China Study and it's done by Dr. Campbell. It's been out for about 10 years, New York Times bestseller. Uh, it's science-based, very easy to follow. And uh, again, this movie, Game Changers by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Lee. And one of the things that I love that um, Bruce Lee actually said, this is not me, so I'll say it to all of you out there who are listening about if you're going to make your body alkaline or go plant-based or anything that you're thinking about in your life. He says, research your own experience. That's so important. Absorb what is useful. Reject what is useless. And add what is specifically your own. And that's what I said in the beginning of this podcast is know your body know your lifestyle, do what's right for you, take everything with a grain of salt, but keep your eyes open. 
Keep your mind open. Break the old patterns. So much of what we learned as children is false. And it's false because of um, poor information that was given to us by the Dairy Council. A lot of it is purely wrong. They've had so many lawsuits against them. The cattle industry, just like what the tobacco industry did in the day. So, and, and also research. There's so much more research now as technology has advanced that's letting us really see the truth behind um, wellness and well-being in, in our bodies and diet. Um, so do your own research, keep your eyes open, make healthy decisions for yourself in, in this next year to come. And that will lead me to our mantra today. So a mantra is like an affirmation that I like you to say for the rest of the week. Say it to yourself two or three times in a row, several times. And it, you just say it looking in the rearview mirror, in your mirror when you're brushing your teeth, you're driving to work, whatever it is. And we've done, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. That's one of my favorite, of course. I always say it every week. Um, act in spite of fear. That's a really good one. A lot of times fear holds us back. It's not realistic. Um, it's triggers and it keeps us from living a happy life because we're afraid to make chance uh, choices and changes. So I love that act in spite of fear. So we've done a lot of really good affirmations and mantras. So this week's is I make healthy and loving decisions for my body. So I'll repeat that three times. I make healthy and loving decisions for my body. I make healthy and loving decisions for my body. <laughs> I make healthy and loving decisions for my body. So say that to yourself, write it on a little sticky note, put it on your mirror in the bathroom, whatever it takes, and whatever that means to you. So maybe it's cutting down on your meat or cheese. Maybe it's working out, exercising more. Um, maybe it's not drinking as much alcohol or whatever it is. But let's all commit to making healthy and loving decisions for our bodies because really our greatest obligation is to ourselves. And as cliche as it is, our body really is our temple. <laughs> um, and, uh, oh, one more thing. I will be back at the Life Co. in Bodrum, Turkey this spring. So it's a really great way to kick start if you want to start doing a plant-based diet or you just want to clear your body of the all the toxins we put in it from alcohol and food and the holidays, get rid of heavy metals from your lotions and everything we eat. Just basically clear out your system and do a really nice cleanse and detox while doing yoga in the most beautiful surroundings ever. The Aegean Sea is right there. The mountains are there. There's palm trees, wild animals. It's really spectacular and beautiful. Um, and if you want to really do something beautiful for yourself to take care of yourself, then come join me at the Life Co. this spring. And if you can't go when I'm there, let me know. I will still hook you up. It's a really, really beautiful center. So that's a wrap for today. Anyway, so thank you so much for joining me um, on this podcast of You Lost Me at Namaste. I hope you have a healthy and happy day. <laughs> Namaste. Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. Thank you, and until next time, namaste.